Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle. Even a little Kia Soul. You could throw an RV on the back of one of those bad boys if you wanted to. And they're all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV for Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. What a show we have lined out today. Um, I said last week I didn't want to spend all week talking about one game. We're going to pretty much spend all episode talking about <laughs> one game today, though. But it's the day after the Super Bowl. Nothing else is going on. I was very pleased with the game. I thought I thought it was good. It wasn't, like, super exciting, though. And even, you know, uh, obviously last night, uh, you and I and some other friends went to a bar to watch it, uh, which is not a bad move. No cleanup on anybody's part there. Yep. That was solid. But it didn't really – it didn't have that Super Bowl feel to it. It didn't, and that was something I definitely noticed throughout the game. Like, even going to the game, you know, I was out doing stuff yesterday on my own, and it was like, okay, let's go watch Super Bowl, get ready for that. Um, it was kind of one of those situations when I got there, like it didn't feel like we were all sitting here, like coming together to watch the Super Bowl. We're all like super excited about it. And I don't know if it's just because we've been so involved with everything this year, more so than ever. I don't know. Maybe that's just on me, but at the same time, it just, it wasn't even something that I was super excited about. And I don't even say that because the Chiefs lost an AFC Championship game, like ignore that aspect of things as a fan, but just overall, it didn't feel like there was any overall excitement for this game. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat usually, and maybe maybe it is a little bit of, you know, that recency bias of the last two years our favorite team was playing in the yeah in the Super Bowl. So maybe it is just a little bit different this year that our team wasn't there. Uh, I do think that the Bengals being there, it was like a, it was a good story. But that's not like a, a huge fan base. And, you know, even the Rams and their fans, um, you had a lot of celebrities show up last night pretending to be Rams fans, mm-hmm. but I don't. Neither one of these teams has like a big, huge well, following. That's kind of the other thing too. Is like this game, and we've we've come to realize the Super Bowl is such a commercialized event in terms of legitimately the commercials, but it's also the corporate aspect of. There's right. really not very very many true fans at this game. It's oh, yeah. like all these other celebrities, and it being in LA this year is exactly what that was. You didn't get, like, you're not getting LeBron James as a true Rams fan. You're not getting, you know, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez just sitting here like, hell yeah, let's go Bengals. You're not getting Doesn't any it? of that. It's just like, here's all these stars at this game. Let's pay attention to them instead of getting a true fan base and noise and, like, the liveliness of the crowd. It feels like Jennifer Lawrence has been, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Jennifer Lopez, rather, has been in, like, every Super Bowl the last five years. Probably with a different guy. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> hey, I'll be that guy next year. Yeah, that's true. Sign me up. Yeah. Ben Affleck, goodbye. <laughs> Sorry. I like your movie. Hey, she's a nice lady. <laughs> uh, but with the game, I, I'm i glad it was a close game. It still didn't have, like, those big, exciting plays. Like, what, what are you going to remember most from this Super Bowl? It's think- not like the helmet catch or, you know, Mahomes making these crazy drives. Even, like, last year, Brady winning his 1,000th. Tell you what, it's going to be that no look pass from Stafford on that game winning drive. Is that the one over the middle? Mm-hmm. To Cooper Cup. If he doesn't no look that, there's no way he completes that ball because that linebacker was just sick. I didn't know that it was a no look. Mm-hmm. 
that one to cup across the middle. Because yeah. when I remember watching it live, and I was just like, how in the world did they leave the middle of the field open like that for cup? <laughs> they didn't. Stafford looked one way, threw another, and the linebacker was just like, shit, he, I got got. <laughs> it was one, and like Cup said, it was like incredible because he saw it coming. Like he knew there was going to be a small opening, and he saw Stafford look the other way, and the ball comes to him, and it was just like, oh snap. And Cooper Cup had a phenomenal game. Boy, did he as well. And obviously, he wins the Super Bowl MVP. But I mean, the year that he had this year, he won the receiving triple crown, which nobody had ever even really called it that before because it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but he led the league in catches, uh, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. He went on to win Offensive Player of the Year, uh, which is just about as good as you can do at receiver, honestly. And then won Super Bowl MVP. The only other receiver to ever do all those things was Jerry Rice. And it took an entire career. It took Cooper Cup one season to do I, all those things. I think if you can do, if you can completely dominate the, ca- the category as a player in your position, you win MVP. Yeah. You, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. You didn't make it to a Super Bowl. And especially, like even like Aaron Rodgers, he played very well. I don't really have a problem with him winning the MVP, but he didn't, like, dominate his position. And, like, that's exactly the thing. We talked like about it regular season. There's no guy that's completely taken off and just, mm-hmm. you know, been like, this is the MVP this year. Cooper Cup kind of was that guy. Yep. And like, I think Jonathan Taylor was up there, too, of, like, man, no yep. other running back had this kind of season. But he didn't – I do think that wins are important. I do think that you have to – hit like almost a threshold of wins before you can be considered an MVP. But Cooper Cup did it. And he, I mean, obviously, I I think I'm one of his biggest fans. Like if they did like the Spotify wrapped, but for football players, I think I'm in the top 99%. I mean, I heard of Cooper Cup because of you. That was the first time I ever heard of him. Yeah. Knew who he was or anything. I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat. Yeah. Because that year I went Cooper shut Cup up. and Mello can't say with, you know. Mm-hmm. I hated watching him this apart. tape, though, because that damn red turf. Yeah. That they I, I remember you vividly talking about it. Yeah. And yeah. me just being like, dude, in my mind, I never said it out loud. In my mind, I was like, dude, he's white. Like, yeah. It's not yeah, going to okay. happen. Okay. White so receiver. asking. Going to be good in the NFL. <laughs> Believe that when I see it. Uh, but it's happening. I think he's the best receiver in the game. And obviously, after the season that he had, he's kind of right there in his peak, too. And with him, and uh, I assume Stafford's going to stick around. For a couple of years, I haven't heard anything about him leaving or anything like that. I, they are definitely set up uh, pretty nicely, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later too. But also, I looking at this game, I think it was very evident what happened and what went wrong for both these teams. And Jamar Chase is a very good player, rookie of the year. That offensive line for Cincinnati sucks. <laughs> and, like They might not make it to the Super Bowl without Jamar Chase, but they've got to fix that offensive line because I do think what lost the game for Cincinnati was their offensive line. What won the game for the Rams, the defensive line. Because, I mean, Aaron Donald, obviously, even Von Miller was still very good as well, but I, that was the big difference maker for me. Oh, I completely agree with you. And, you know, it goes to the same too. Defense wins championships. The Rams' defense legitimately yep. won them this because if Joe Burrow had a just a half of a second more time Jamar Chase has broken free past Jalen Ramsey again and was wide open with nobody over the top. So if Aaron Donald doesn't get there and go yes. throw Joe Burrow through the spin cycle, Jamar Chase is deep for a touchdown to end that game. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been talking a lot about Joe Burrow the last couple of weeks. I was very happy to see him lose last night. Man, there was a part of me that kind of felt bad because the dude made plays, very limited time at some points, 
and then that last throw that he threw to P Ryan or whoever the hell the running back is doesn't I don't even care because he gave very minimal effort on that last play to keep the game alive. Dude had an opportunity to complete that pass. Like that's the crazy part. You get put in a spin cycle from Aaron Donald. You got him right around your waist and you're like, Where's the target? There it is. Boom, get it out of my hand. Yeah. All while everything's just at a giant blur and you're getting slammed into the turf. That is crazy. Like to me, that's just impressive. I mean, we've seen other quarterbacks do it, but like I thought, Joe Burrow had some good passes, some deep shots to uh, Jamar Chase last night. You know, there was a play to T. Higgins as well, which you look back as offensive pass interference. But it's just the fact that this guy was never scared to just let it rip and throw it down the field. I just and think that's so impressive. Like for me, watching that last play with Joe Burrow, I'm the I'm a skeptic big time. I bet he didn't even see the running back. Oh, I, he was looking right at him. I bet, I bet it was so fast that he didn't even know. It. That's just where you and I are different, and you see yeah. things in like a positive light, and I'm like, nope, probably didn't even see that running back. <laughs> like, had no idea he was even there. Just spun around. I was like, oh, shit, fourth down. I've got to get rid of the ball. Yeah. It would be crazy. I, I'm assuming you probably did because he knows the routes anyways for the running back, so it's like yeah, this I, is probably where he should be. I question why is P. Ryan in the game? Yeah. Did something that happen to Joe Mixon? Did he get injured? Because there are a couple of key points where he was not like in the game. The, I have no idea why. The third and one. Yeah. It was just, why is he running the ball? And why do you run it at Aaron Donald? Like, that's a stupid, that's a bonehead play. That's where you can look at Joe Burrow and go, hey, bub, you can call this. Like, you can do the old Madden, you know, double click and switch it. And the quarterback reaches back, taps her butt, unless the running back No, you're running the ball the other way. Why didn't you do that? Yeah. That's my big question on that. Well, Run away from Aaron Donald. I think that goes to the quarterback, too. Flip the play. Yeah. Not that hard to be like, oh, shit, you know what? There's that 99 guy. He's pretty good. Run the other direction. And <laughs> the other side of their left side of their offensive line, probably better than the right side of their offensive line anyway. So I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if that's a Joe Burrow thing. I don't know if it's a Zach Taylor thing. Like Maybe Joe Burrow doesn't have – like the permission to flip to play. Maybe it's just, hey, we're going to run what is called. <laughs> he is a second-year quarterback, so yeah. even though he is old and looks just like Macaulay Culkin. Also, that suit. You didn't it like was the suit? Ridiculous. You didn't like the suit? Absolutely. A little tiger stripe? A little tiger swoosh swipe? Ridiculous. And, you know, watching the game last night with you last night even, I, I told you then, if Cam Newton wears that, People roast him. Like, this guy's an idiot. Why is he spending so much time on his outfit? Why isn't he worried about the game? I even saw one tweet last night that was of Matt Stafford walking into the game, and he just has, like, on a black T-shirt. Yeah. It was like, even tweeted out, like, that's a guy who doesn't care about his wardrobe. He just cares about football. Yeah, one less thing to think about. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I don't mind Cam Newton's style. I just think the only thing that really I thought was dumb was cutting the top of a hat so your hair could poke through it. So like at that point, it's like, man, like your hair looks kind of silly as it is, dude. Like maybe just cut it off. It's tough as a quarterback to go with um, bold hair choices. Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like Keep short and simple, dog. <laughs> high and tight, <laughs> 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 right? But you know what? Even like Mahomes, I like Mahomes' hair. I don't know if non-Chiefs fans will feel the same way. Well, I feel like that's been his haircut since he came into the league. Yeah. Like, so it's just been remained consistent. I was trying to think of quarterbacks that I actually do like because I don't like Newton or Rodgers. I clearly have become the anti-Joe Burrow guy. <laughs> Joe Burrow has good hair, though. He does. So, like, also, why put on a hat if you have good hair? Didn't want to do it. 
Don't want one last thing to have to worry about. You don't want that product all up in your hands. That deal with the spray. Whatever, because just slap you know, on a hat and get in there, dog. After he got to the locker room and he changed, you know he fixed his hair because when he ran out of the locker room, it looked perfect. Uh, so right. he put on like shoulder pads, jersey, everything, and then probably went and redid his hair. You think he redid it, or was it just like a hand flip? Because no, hair it looked just too so perfect running and, out of that locker man. room, <laughs> and you know it did. <laughs> he had that nice little Superman curl in the front that he likes. I think it depends on how thick his hair is. It looks pretty thick. It must be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, wish I, 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 I used to be. I used to be that guy. Used to be. Those were the days. For a little bit of time. Literally six years if ago. You live until six you're years like, ago. I was, I was that guy. If you live until you're 75 years old, you will spend two-thirds of your life as a bald man. Yeah. Very much aware. <laughs> I will be bald for the rest of my life. Unless. Hey, advances in science and technology. Never say never. But even then, I'm going to give a little bit of time because it's like, oh, because in 15 years after that, it's going to be like, oh, if you use this product and you got cancer, you are now part of the lawsuit. <laughs> Like, right? Great. Yeah, class action lawsuit. I think that about. Uh, I have hair, but my toes have fallen off. This is weird. Can't walk, but look at my hair. Right. Uh, looking back at both these quarterbacks last night, though, and it, this is just me being unbiased, I thought both of them played pretty bad. And that you kind of do get that in a Super Bowl sometimes. Usually it's more of a defensive battle than teams and fans think you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But I, I know even like with the Joe Burrow stuff. Uh, one of the worst like EPA scores of recent Super Bowls. Matt Stafford throws two interceptions, and I, I didn't think either one of them played. What does well. uh, EPA stand for, and what does it mean for other people that may not know? Yeah, because I remember estimated points something added added. Yep. Also, stupid stat. <laughs> it's all these metrics, and if you're just a little bit behind on it, it's like you. You're lost forever. It's like if you don't get in early on, like, a, a new series. Like, if you miss season one, it's like, ah, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to wait until all of them come out. Yep. That's the way I am with some of these sabermetrics. It's like, I don't know what that means. I'll figure it out later. I don't I don't know how to calculate it. I know that looking at, like, QBR, uh, Joe Burrow was also very bad in that one. Had, like, 39 on the QBR. And I don't know that it was necessarily that he didn't that he made bad plays. He took a lot of sacks that I didn't think he should have taken, but he just didn't make any like really good plays. Even the throw to T. Higgins, that was a bad throw. T. Higgins has to come back, rip Jalen Ramsey's face mask off, and then make that catch. Yeah, <clears throat> I have that a was hard his time understanding or dictating when throws are good or bad because it's like. And sometimes I'm not saying you need you, to underthrow a guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and you know, sometimes it doesn't. You're not trying to do that, but it's like actually that kind of worked out great. Because you got the corner throw, over the top, and it's like, okay, if I actually keep this low, he can just kind of box him out, boom, go up for it. Yeah, exactly. Just possession, catch it down there. Yeah. And there was one throw. I don't remember who made it. It was to the right sideline, but I have no idea what team. It was a beautiful throw. It was an incompletion. <laughs> it was into double coverage, but like the running back should have made it. I think it was Joe Burrow that made I think the throw. it was. But, I mean, even looking at Matt Stafford on the other side of things, his QBR was 60, slightly above average. He had two very bad interceptions. He only took two sacks, though. He also yeah. has Cooper Cup to throw to, which <laughs> makes things a little bit easier. I mean, and he had Odell in that first half, too, which was lo- was looking very good. Like, that connection was looking solid to start. Yeah. And it made me feel very comfortable with the whole OBJ MVP. So, yeah, close. you declared it very early in the game. I, 
But I, that was one something we talked about yesterday or last week on Friday. It was like, who you know would you pick to be MVP? Also won the coin flip, so I was proud of that. Missed on the Gatorade because I thought the Bengals we both were went win, heads so. on the coin, coin flip. flip. Uh, you went heads on the coin flip too. I always go heads. Remember your penis talk. I thought you said tails because I never it say tails. I'm 100% heads all the time. Always have been. Just big head guy, huh? That never in my life have I chosen tails. Never. You've never once flipped a coin and said nope. tails. Never. I like to make. To my up. earliest memories, I have not. I ever since I, I I explained it Friday. Ever since I've heard that that story of bet heads. Yep. And obviously, it is wrong a lot. But I always go heads. Not on Super Bowl though. We'll decide yeah. to take the ball in the second half. And then, uh, yeah, the Gatorade last night was blue, which. I was actually kind of surprised to see it. Like even the, I don't know if anybody checked the Bengals sideline. It was probably orange. Usually they'll kind of throw you off. I know we talked about it a little bit on Friday. I was surprised that they just went like team colors. That's something you got to figure out with every team as the season goes on. It's like what's their favorite game? Oh, people track it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. People will track it and be like, hey, I saw it. Like they will like get footage from the sideline and be like a player dumping out a Gatorade and be like, oh, it's clear. <laughs> like make it's <no>. yellow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I, I don't know. I think that the Super Bowl like Gatorade betting would be one of the easiest things to like cheat at. Like just whoever the like equipment guy or medical guy is that does the Gatorade, just ask him. Hey, hey bud, help me out here. <laughs> what does he have to lose? He also maybe he could just be a huge jerk. Again, I'm a big skeptic. He could be like ah yellow when he knows he's going blue. Yeah. So that's where I, like, mind fuck myself. How many Gatorade colors are there? I feel like I walk in and I only – I look for the color that I want and need and grab it and I leave. I don't well, sit I there and like, just go, hmm, I'm feeling pink today. I Is feel there like there are pink? a couple shades of blue. I'll go light blue. There's got to be, like, at least three different shades of blue. I know there's at least light blue and dark blue. Uh-huh. I bet there's not there's, – is there purple still? I don't know. See, I don't know. Red, orange, yellow, I know for sure. And two blues. Mm-hmm. Purple, pink. I don't know. There's that lime green or whatever. That's kind of nasty. I had that once. Yeah. It ended up being cucumber. Really threw me. Oh, cucumber Gatorade? Why did you even buy that? I didn't know it was cucumber. That's I thought it was lime. You, I was on a big lime kick, dog. I was like, lime's good. <laughs> I started drinking lime and uh, vodka. Healthy. That would be like my drink. I'd just be like, I'll take... Uh, Water, vodka with a lime. And I squirt the lime in there and be like, oh, lime's so good. I freaking love <laughs> lime. Hashtag healthy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, you did kind of – you started to call the OBJ MVP thing, but then he did hurt his knee last night, which I'm not like the biggest Odell Beckham supporter or anything like that. It, uh, it sucks to see a guy get injured in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. like that. And I know a lot of people were complaining about the field turf today. Yeah. Um, but to see him – I don't know if it was an ACL and, again – Twitter doctors like think they can look at just anything and be like, "Yep, I know this." I think he's already had an ACL tear in that knee, and he yeah, was it walking was the same around knee that he injured. Yeah, he was walking around very well though on the sidelines. Yeah, usually, even you know, if you see a guy tear an ACL, if they come back and they're on the sidelines, they're in crutches, they're in some kind of a a brace that doesn't allow them to move. I didn't notice any of that with him. I mean, he was walking around pretty well and celebrating. Afterwards, so hopefully it is just like a minor. Injury. I hope because I mean he's got a big off season here in yeah. terms of like you can go get paid again. 
you had a good first half in the Super Bowl. You came on strong. And, you know, there was a part of me that was watching him, like, be emotional and celebrate winning the Super Bowl. And there was a part of me that was like, man, like, I don't get why you're crying. Like, you weren't even really, like, yada, yada. You know, just kind of being a douchebag mindset with it. And if there's anyone else with it, it really just kind of hit the – it kind of hit me. It was just like, this dude's life about five months ago was hell. Oh, Worked yeah. your ass off to come from an ACL injury. You missed all last season. Everyone's shitting on him. Everyone's running your name through the mud. You're you're the reason Cleveland can't win football games. You're the reason Baker Mayfield hasn't looked good. You're dealing with everything from New York. You're always a distraction, and nobody likes you, and you know everyone just wants you. You don't love football. You just want to be a football player and get all the perks, but you don't want to work hard. We and this get guy's... You've listened to me talk about it all back. <laughs> but then it's like you get to L.A., and it's like, First play in the offense is like, boom, there's a target for you. You know what I mean? Like Matthew Stafford is trying to get you the ball, trying to get you involved, and then you get a relationship, and you have this run through the playoffs. You get to the Super Bowl, and it's boom, everything's clicking. You're looking good, and then you get hurt. And all of a sudden, it's that mindset again of like, I'm about to lose everything again. Just when things were starting to get good, everything I worked for is finally happy. I'm happy to be here having fun. Boom, it's over with, just like that. And then you get to win, and it's like, just a moment of relaxation of like it doesn't matter what's wrong with my knee right now, just won a Super Bowl. I will go down in history for the rest of my life as a guy who was on a team that won a Super Bowl and I get a ring. It no made, one can take that away from him now. That's awesome. Cry your ass off. Year. I'm about to make myself cry thinking about it. <laughs> Shit, Why don't you rant over, a little bit more about Odo Beckham when we get it? He won a Super Bowl. Move on. Uh, next year for the Rams could look very, very different. And, you know, there was, I, don't, I, don't, I guess you called a report. Uh, Rodney Harrison was talking to Aaron Donald before the game, and Aaron Donald said there's a good chance he retires if they win the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. He had one hell of a game. I I would hate to see him retire. I love watching him play, but at the same time, he has played for eight years. He's probably made enough money to where he set himself and his family up for a very good future. And then he's also young enough to where you probably start looking into different things. I don't know if he wants to do broadcasting or anything like that. But, yeah. I mean, Aaron Donald possibly retiring, and then yesterday or Saturday, there's even reports that Sean McVay might walk away. And I want to see Sean McVay keep coaching <laughs> because I cannot listen to that man call a football game. I can't listen to him talk for more than two to three minutes. I feel like he would be much better in the booth than Tony Romo. That's a very low bar. For you <laughs> I, like he knows the game of football but i think broadcasting is so different you have to know the game of football but also have to be able to quickly relay what you know to the fan base and that's where i think tony romo struggles if he has time he can like dissect plays and be like, yeah this is what's about to happen mm-hmm. now when something happens and he's got to get a quick thought off it's ah, ah, football jim <laughs> Right? There are no stripes on that football, Jim. Oh, I like golf. Do you like golf, too? Let's talk about it. That's Tony Romo. And with Sean McVay, I think it's almost going to be the opposite. He's going to be – he's a very highly strung guy. There's too much energy. I don't need him in there talking that quickly all the time. It's like I need a happy balance between Romo and McVay. I think he would do good because I think he would slow down. I think with the interviews right now, it is just like – I don't think he has a slowdown. Well, when he was on HBO, he was pretty chill. And then he ended up in a pool with the shirt off. But Right. <laughs> that got ruined. <laughs> was, I'm, I'm not a Sean McVay guy at all. Can I ask you a quick question? Uh-huh. Who are you a fan of? 
Not Sean McVay. Not <laughs> Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Aaron Donald, big fan of him. Okay. Um, kind of like Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup, huge yep. fan of him. I'm just, I'm not afraid to be like, no, I don't like this guy. Like, oh, what am I losing? Sean McVay is never going to come on mic'd up. The chances that he's going to anyway, very low. <laughs> or, you know, like Baker Mayfield. I've shit-talked him for years. There's actually, there's like one degree of separation between me and Baker Mayfield. I'm not afraid to be like, this is my true opinion on Baker Mayfield. I don't care if he ever comes on any yeah. show I've ever done. Or maybe I'll just go full cowherd and he'll be like, fuck it. Let's go debate this guy who hates me. But I, I'm i not afraid to say or be wrong on somebody and be like, oh, I don't like this oh, guy. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like too many people are neutral on too many people. <laughs> Tell me how you feel. Don't be afraid to hurt feelings. Yeah. You don't have to be rude, but like yeah. even the odds of Sean McVay even hearing this or caring, I just don't. He's he's not probably not a bad person. He's not my kind of person. Makes sense. You know, there are even people here in Joplin where it's like, ah, oh, that's a really nice guy. I can't spend more than two minutes with you without wanting to. <laughs> I really my wish car you would just walk away, please. I am right? just trying to sit here in peace. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. So that's my thing. And with Joe Burrow, I he's getting like sold to the media and to the the world as like this like humble beginnings guy that like everyone doubted him. Like, look at what he's overcome. He had to transfer to LSU. He was at Ohio State. <laughs> Yeah, he's like Mister Everything in Ohio. Mister Ohio, yeah. And I think he's actually very cocky, very full of himself. I think he's definitely leaned into the overconfident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guy. can't, I can't deal with that. I, yeah. I like people who are humble and like, I Aaron Patrick Donald, Mahomes. Yeah, you know, yeah. the guys like that. So that's what rubs me wrong about Joe Burrow. It's nothing to do with him as a football player. Yeah, with Aaron. Back to Aaron Donald possibly retiring. Dude's thirty years old. Yeah. It would be crazy. That'd be another superstar in the NFL who just has a dominant career mm-hmm. for about solid eight, eight seven, years seven to eight years and then dips out. Yep. And there's a lot of talk on Twitter today, even about like where he ranks with the greatest defensive players ever. At and the top. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's up there. I think Lawrence Taylor's probably still better. Uh, but then after that, even looking at like the accolades and things that he's accomplished, he's definitely up there. He's, he's yeah. in the top five conversation. And if, I mean, even if you narrow it down into just pass rushers, like him, Reggie White, that might be the only I was going to say, not even as pass rushers, just as defensive tackles. Right. Like, to be that dominant and to be undersized. I mean, there was a play last night. It was the third and one where he uh, gets up underneath the offensive lineman, mm-hmm. one arm separates to create distance, and then goes and makes the tackle right there. And it was like, that dude is shorter and not as big as that offensive lineman, clearly, and just manhandled him out of the way. Yeah. It was like, you're going over here now. And like, he's the guy that was slept on. And he was mm-hmm. the 13th pick of the draft. Looking back at it now, it's like, how the hell did he fall to 13? It's because he's small. He's six foot one, 285 pounds. Most guys at his position are like 6'3", 300 pounds. But he, I mean, he was so small, but he's also, he's stronger than everybody else at his position. He's faster than everyone else. I mean, the fact that he's six foot one, two hundred and eighty-five pounds, and still has six-pack abs—the guy <laughs> is just ridiculously good at football. And that's another thing that's funny about the NFL draft and that whole process is that you'll look at a guy and be like, "Die, six foot one, he can't play." But if you were six foot two, you'd be like, "Yeah, he checks that box." <laughs> yeah. It is a game of interest, scouting and playing. 
both of them. Uh, also in the game, I, a lot of pass interference calls at the end of the game, and a lot of people are upset about this because, honestly, I think no one has hated more in sports than referees. The, if, like, they would have eaten the whistle last night the whole game. People would be like, how can you not call that? Yeah. But now that they did, they're like, why did you call that? I thought the refs did a pretty good job. And honestly, I kind of liked the way that the game went. We didn't see any penalties for like the first three quarters. And then when it comes to crunch time, they're like, yeah, we've got to call that penalty now. Well, then the other thing, too, was it's like that's an obvious penalty. And people are going to look and go, like, what about the one with T. Higgins pulling the face mask of Jalen Ramsey? Hey, I'll agree yep. with that. That should be one of those plays where you review and say, actually, you cheated getting that touchdown. It's coming back. Right. Like, that should be the reason why someone's in the booth to where there's not all this freaking, what, like, Stand oh, what do you do? How do you do that? Like, oh, I don't know, Jim. No, you yeah. get one guy up there that's like, that's clearly a face mask. There's a penalty. Call it back. And they've done it a lot this year to where they do have that guy in the booth. It'll be like, yeah, that's a touchdown. Like, call it a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. We don't need to review it. Yeah, I would like to see more of that. But I do, like, I think anybody who's played football for a long time would tell you, you can't let the refs make that decision for you in the game. They're not going to sit there in the locker room and be like, yeah, if we just get that one call. You can't put yourself in a position to make it a one-call game. They're going to miss calls. They're going to make calls the whole time. Sometimes it benefits you. Sometimes it doesn't. But, I I mean, I don't think that – I even saw some conspiracy theories that the NFL wanted the Rams to win last night, and that's why – they got some of those calls late, like the holding call on Cooper Cup. It was a little bit ticky-tacky, is I think the trending words. Mm-hmm. But I also think it was a makeup call because the play before that, there was a very clear pass interference, mm-hmm. and they didn't call it. And then, you know, Cooper Cup gets held a little bit by Logan Wilson, and they flag it. Now, even watching it, I, I was on Twitter a little bit last night, but I didn't see, like, the reactions. I didn't think anything of it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a makeup call, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of an easy one, but it still happened. He did grab his jersey. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. And then, also, I, mean, I was going for the Rams, so maybe that makes <laughs> changes my mind. It was that, and then, like, so there was the makeup call, and then there was a play, I don't know if it was directly the next play or just a couple plays afterwards, of the clear holding call on Cooper Cup going outside right there along the end zone. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's another penalty. Right. You have to call that. It's not yeah. – like, I don't understand how you can get pissed off about it. And like, as a Chiefs fan like, – Eli Apple oh, tackled him. Yes, like there have been so many times where, like, again, as a Chiefs fan, you get in the secondary and you just watch your secondary crumble. You're like, my God, you can't just not hold on to a jersey, huh? The play, the ball's not even coming your way, and you're just boxing. I don't even know. It's just so aggravating to watch, and that's how it was for the Bengals last night as well. And then to Eli Apple, that dude got everything coming for him and more. Any mm-hmm. type of, you know, shit talk that he gets on Twitter right now deserves every single bit of it, and it is hilarious to me. It is. Uh, before we talk more about Eli Apple, because I do want to get into that, uh, I wanted to look at next year's favorites because last night they had already released the betting odds favorites for next year's Super Bowl. And I do think that it's interesting, and I'm I'm kind of glad that the Bengals lost because of we don't have to hear the narrative of, like, how many Super Bowls is Joe Burrow about to win. Yep. Uh, I think one thing that you know we've learned specifically as Chief fans, it's very hard to win a Super Bowl. It's very hard to even make it to a Super Bowl. So I think there are a lot of people that are looking at it like, oh, man, next year is going to be the Bengals' year. There is also something about that Super Bowl hangover, the team that loses the Super Bowl. It destroyed the Atlanta Falcons. 
Boy, we're there, not even good anymore. Uh, you know, uh, Doug Peterson was coaching and winning a Super Bowl not too long ago. Then he ended up getting fired. Super Bowl favorites for next year. Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo both come in at plus 750. And then <clears throat> the Rams plus 1,100. Bengals plus 1,200. I don't feel very confident about either one of these teams being able to repeat. No, I don't either. Especially, you know, Aaron Donald does retire. And then you look at Cincinnati, and, and I look at the rest of their division, and we kind of talked about it last night, and I think it was almost came off as shocking that I said it, but it's like I don't think the Bengals win their division next year. And that's not me trying to be, like, hot takey or anything. Like, they, no, you're the Bengals guy. Well, very much so. Like, I was this year with it, but it's like you also we also got to be realistic. The Pittsburgh Steelers are probably going to go get another quarterback this offseason. That team is ready to roll. The Baltimore Ravens dealt with numerous injuries. Right. Lamar Jackson has been progressing as a passer. And so you get him another receiver, which they most likely will this offseason. The even, defense dealt with all the injuries. Even the Browns, though, like everybody's going to doubt them next year. Next year might actually be the year they're good. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's got a chip on his shoulder again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they like, say fuck, fuck it and just run it 40 times a game. Yeah, who's going to stop exactly. that? Exactly. And like, when you look at the Bengals, it's like yeah, a lot of things had to kind of go their way, and it was that division falling apart. And then you just scooting by everybody in the playoffs. Yeah, and I don't want to continue to, like, I'm not going to, like, be the Bengals hater guy. That's not yeah. going to be my shit. And I'm not trying to come off that way. I'm trying yeah, to be I, real No, you're, possible. like, their biggest fan, so I get it. But I, I do think that it is very hard to repeat. And, you know, this year you kind of come in as an under-the-radar team to where people aren't really believing in you, and it's almost like a, eh, it's just the Bengals. You know, they're, they've won some games, but they're not good. I yeah. think that was my opinion on them all year. You're not getting that next year. Next year, teams know about you. And they're like, oh, shit, this is the team that represented us in the AFC. We're going to go after them. Whether yeah, it is you know, your back. the Bills, the Chiefs, the Titans, any of those teams in the AFC, the Chargers, whoever it is, now you do. You kind of have that target on your back to where teams are going to be gunning for you. Whereas this year, you probably did get some teams that overlooked you. And also, none of those teams, like the Bills and the Chiefs, the Chargers, none of them played up to their potential this year at all. Yeah. They were all at you know moments that, throughout the season very, very disappointing. Very much so. And then the other thing, too, is uh, when Kansas City first won the Super Bowl going into that next year, you and Matt were very stern on the fact of, like, these guys have gotten complacent. And I was like, no, nah, there's enough leaders on this team. There's enough talents where they want to go do it again. They've already talked about it. That's their mindset. They want to go back. They want to do this again. With Cincinnati, I think it's fair to just assume that's what they want to do. But I also feel like there's a lot of guys on that team that aren't the superstars, all pros type of leaders where it's like they're going to be able to kind of rejuvenate that locker room and say, all right, we're going to go do this again. I do wonder if there's some guys in that secondary on that team offensive line that are like, we've already been to the Super Bowl, just keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no extra push there, even after the loss. Yeah. And I heard uh, – I don't remember who it was this morning talking – on my way into the office about how you could really tell that there was no experience on that Bengals team. They, none of them really knew how to handle the Super Bowl. Yeah. And maybe that's something where they can improve on. Uh, I will tell you, if they can get some offensive line help, they are still going to be very good and a team that I would be scared about. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be – I don't think that they're going to be this dominating force in the AFC. No, I don't think so either. Even with an upgraded offense. I, I don't know, because I say this, and I thought Kansas City was easily going to beat them twice this year, and they lost both times. Yeah. So it's and like, they, I don't know, maybe Joe Shiesty does have something special going on there, and they're going to go buy him an win. offensive line, and we're all going to be fucked. Yeah, found ways to win in the playoffs. That's not 
something that you just do by luck. Yeah. Especially, I, well, they win like four games in the playoffs since they were a yeah. wild card team. So even with a, like kind of a down AFC, you can't discredit what they did. They made it to the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen by just a fluke or like, oh, yeah, we were decent this year. Uh, quick question. The Rams were the two seed, right? Because yes. it went Packers, Rams? Yeah. Okay. That's just another year of a one or two seed winning the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Is yep. that a trend? Yeah, I think it's like a huge stat pretty much. I know that uh, last night Schefter was tweeting about it. The team that loses the coin toss has won like eight straight Super Bowls. Oh, shit. Yeah, because the Bengals won the coin toss rest last night. Was uh, it them? I mean, I just saw that it was heads. I guess I didn't realize. Yeah, I think uh, Stafford called tails and it was heads, so they lost the coin flip. That's actually pretty incredible. But like eight straight, like that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's going to really affect some betting next year. <laughs> that's the whole same thing too with like you win MVP, you don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. you know, we'll see where he goes. The offseason kind of starts today. We'll see what happens with him. I know <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been traded. <laughs> yeah, even looking at these Super Bowl odds, uh, the Denver Broncos are plus 1,600. So are the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> it's like, we don't know where he's going to be. And even I, I saw a lot of people tweeting last night, and they must be like you know pretty casual NFL fans. Like, why are the Broncos this high? Because people expect Aaron Rodgers to go there. And if he does, those odds are going to skyrocket. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver gets Aaron Rodgers and they immediately become the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Oh, 100%. If you had to pick, with the way the situation is in the NFL right now, you're not predicting anything else, just teams are the way they are, who do you pick going to the Super Bowl next year? It's tough for me because I, I want to say the Chiefs, but it does come off as bias. But it's hard to bet against them. They've won you know, made it to four straight AFC championship games. So yeah. uh, I am also uh, kind of like, I would like, like to see the Bills win. Just because that was a team that always made it when I was a kid and they never got it done. Yep. I would like to see the Bills win a Super Bowl. Yep. My yes. answer hasn't changed at all. My answer was Bills Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, because you look at everyone else right here, the Rams. Bills Cowboys, lose. but Bills win. That would be fun for me. Yep. And be a little makeup from the '90s, <laughs> right? I might have to like go find my cowboy starter jacket that I used to have. You still might have that. No, no. Oh, I'd be like, bro, you're I just will not say, saying this before we transition to some of these other topics that are not game related. Uh, my oldest daughter, Maya, was we were doing something, and she was like, "Oh, I'd really like to have a basketball jersey." I was like, "Okay, cool," because she's into basketball. That's kind of her sport, and I just like. Ask her who she wanted. She can only name like four players. She's like, I, I want a Michael Jordan one. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> that might be a little bit expensive. <laughs> but then it hit me. Like I had one as a child. Like when I was in like fifth grade, I had one. So I messaged my mom. I was like, Hey, any chance? Like you got that jersey still? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. Let me look. And she never found it. So I was like, No big deal. Like I'll just go online. I'll get one. Like four hundred dollars. What? Yeah, my Michael Jordan memorabilia that I have either just misplaced or opened. It's like a thousand bucks. Idiot. <laughs> Had a red one and a black one. What? Michael Jordan jerseys. And as a kid, you never thought, like, this could be worth something. I did, but then, like, I would wear it. It wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to hold on to this. I wore it all the time. But then when I got older, it was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm not taking this with me when I move. It's a child's basketball jersey. But I also didn't have that forward thinking to be like, hey, mom, save it. Don't get – because my mom's like the nicest lady in the world. There's some random little kid in liberal Missouri 
walking around with probably a $400 Michael Jordan jersey because she was like, yeah, you can have it. We don't need it. We're going to Lippo this afternoon. We're finding that little fucker. (laughs) Listen, you're a bastard. I don't care if that's the only jersey you got. Here's a shirt. Uh, But every year I ask for like some kind of a basketball jersey for Christmas. At the time, they're like 30, 40 bucks. Not so much anymore. Uh, Maybe we can go to Miners and Monroe. I know they have some vintage baseball shirts and hats. I don't think they got any uh, Michael Jordan jerseys there. It would be a lot cooler if they did. Uh, but you can go check them out, minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikeDup10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. And, again, I know we have a lot of national, regional listeners. You can go online. Uh, you don't have to be here in Joplin or Pittsburgh, Kansas, to do it. And use that code MikeDup10. Save yourself 10%. Yep, next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs, accessories as well, no reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about Gunspot is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. And now, more Super Bowl topics. But the stuff that wasn't like the actual game. And you mentioned Eli Apple. He got torched last night during the game, which was bad. You never want to have a bad performance on that national stage. However, he got dragged even worse on Twitter last night. And I didn't realize it uh, because, again, I was I was tweeting, but I wasn't really reading a lot of Twitter last night. I didn't realize it was McCall Hardman that started all of it by um, – tweeting out a picture of his Super Bowl ring and saying, like, yeah, maybe one of these days you'll get one of these. There was a lot of trash talk between Eli Apple and Tyreek Hill. Then, obviously, McCole Hardman got involved with it two weeks ago. Last night, it took off. It was the entire NFL. Players, specifically. I think at one point after the game, I had seen five or six players tweeting about Eli Apple I don't know that I've ever seen a player more hated for really just like not even doing anything. Like, yeah, he didn't I didn't know he was. Or... I didn't know he was that hated. Or like, no, just I, I mean, even on, against his own team, like again with the Saints, like, you got Michael Thomas was the first tweet that I saw, and yeah. then like CD Deuce. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, he did was have in some there. comments about how New Orleans was dirty. But even for you know, like Michael Thomas, I haven't seen anything from that dude in a long time. And then he's like last night tweeting about Eli Apple. He's a guy I've completely forgotten about. Which is crazy to think about. He went from the best receiver in the league to now playing. I mean, do the Saints just blow everything up now? If you're the Saints, I would. <laughs> just I would. Really? Yeah, like what do you have to to build around there? You don't have a quarterback, so... Now you have a really expensive wide receiver and a really expensive running back. I would at least explore what you could get back. If people are like, yeah, I'm only giving you a second rounder because he hurt his ankle. Well, you can fuck off. I'll keep him. The <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs are at 30. What's up? Yeah, I don't know what his cap is. I think he's one of the higher paid, highest paid receivers maybe. Probably. So you can I don't keep even think the cap. I line. stopped caring about the cap. I just turned it off. It's been turned off in the NFL. You know, people used to give me shit all the time for saying that the salary cap wasn't real. Really? All the time. Who would do that? Uh, everyone on Twitter. I'm being sarcastic, but I know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, and obviously, like, it is a real thing. 
But it's manipulated so much that it's not like holding teams back. Look at what the Rams did with no draft picks. You know, I wonder how the cap feels because it does get manipulated all the time. Like, does it just get to does it just get to wake up and be be itself? Like the cap just wakes up like I'm going to be me today. Just kidding. Here's a little hidden rule. Now you have more money. And Let's Cap's see what's like, going on on Twitter. Oh, everybody's shit talking me because the Saint Louis yeah. or L.A. Rams or the Saints. Who again? The biggest thing with me in the salary cap was last year when the Saints were ninety million dollars over the cap and still played this year. Yeah. Like, how does that even happen? Or also, I would like to know, like, what is the actual rule if a team is like, yeah, we can't get under the cap. We have, we have no cap space. We can't do it. That's when you the NFL just, should say, get rid of somebody. It's but even fault. then, like, what if you, there are no players? What if you've done such a shitty job of managing your salary cap to where you're like, actually, if we cut this guy, we're going to save $2 million, but that still doesn't get us below the cap. You go to the NCAA. Welcome to the SEC. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Here's Nick Saban. He has a salary cap of $200 million. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It, but watching the Saints last year where it was like, what are they going to do? Are they going to have to cut you know, Michael Thomas, this guy, that guy? No one. They got rid of no one big. They re-signed Taysom Hill, and it freed up cap space. <laughs> I'll never that's, understand. That's what I still don't understand. It's like Patrick Mahomes $500 million deal. We've turned this into a roster bonus. You know how all this available money. And I was like, yeah. well, you still spent season, the fucking money. And, again, we're Chiefs fans, so it tends to be a little Chiefs specific. But this is every NFL team. Yes. There's talk of if they just rework – Mahomes deal and move what is like his roster bonus to a signing bonus that'll free up like 13 million dollars yeah and the Chiefs go from I don't know I, there's, there's a way that the Chiefs can go into the free agency with like 50 million dollars in cap space even just like changing the name he's still getting 13 million dollars they've just said <laughs> nope it's a signing bonus now not a roster bonus and that somehow creates more money oh not 13 22 yeah like if I go into my bank and I'm like hey um, I want more money in my savings account instead of my checking account. <laughs> no. If I say I have $13 in my checking account and I want to move that to my savings account, I still have $13. <laughs> I can't move it to my savings account and be like, bam, $22 now. I'm turning this into a roster bonus. I need now $13 million. You <laughs> got it, sir. Do. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, after the show today, I'm going into my bank and I'm be like, hey, the Chiefs have this thing to where they work it out. So I would like to move all my checking into my savings. Also, you have to give me a million dollars because that's the way the NFL says things work out. <laughs> so now I can pay all my bills. I think that's a great analogy of the way the salary cap works. Because yeah. it makes zero sense. Zero sense, but you still get all this money. Uh, but after the Eli Apple stuff, it was fun. Uh, the halftime show was very popular. I am a millennial with older brothers, so I grew up listening to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and it was like the, hey, don't tell mom, but you can listen to the song if you just keep your mouth shut. And then when Eminem came around, everyone in my generation was a huge Eminem fan. I can proudly say I'm one of the only kids in my class that didn't bleach his hair blonde. Did I wear the white t-shirts around with the cargo khakis? You bet your ass I did. All of us did. But I never bleached my hair. And then 50 Cent also, last night was looking a little bigger than usual. But I loved him growing up too. <laughs> and I know that I had the tweet last night of 50 Cent looks like a whole dollar. I will say 50 was getting some shit last night. There's not a single person tweeting last night that would have said it to his face. 
me included. <laughs> if, really? if he if he finds me, if he tweets at me and he's like, you're talking some shit. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. I will delete the tweet immediately. I want no part of fucking with you. You are a dude, very what? large man. I feel like that'd be fucking hilarious. Be like mm, 50, man. Him. You look like a whole dollar bill now. What's up, man? No. And he'd be and he gets offended. Be like, nah, dude. You look huge. You're like you know, fucking Jack, man. You've been working out. And he squeezes biceps. He's, he's like, really Don't killed touch people. me. Huh? He's really killed people. Yeah. Not be as cool. Like a... <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking shit to Fifty Cent. I'm not talking shit either. That's a compliment. Yeah, like, you're gonna try dude, to go spin. I can tell you've been working out. Looking swole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what everybody would be. But I, I did love the halftime show. I know a lot of people, even myself included, were like, "Mate, this might be the best one ever." And for me, it is because I liked all the music. Like oh. last year with the weekend, terrible. I thought he was weird, and I don't like his music. That and his whole like. I don't know, like act against plastic surgery or whatnot. So he acted like he got his nose right. done and he didn't. I was just like, dude, that's so dumb. The year before was uh, J-Lo and Shakira. I really liked that one Loved too. that. <laughs> that one's up there for me. We were like, again, I think we loved it so much because we were in Miami. Yeah. So we had that whole fan base. You know what I mean? We, we, had the, we were around the right audience for that performance. And did we also get a halftime show in person? And, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Other like halftime shows that I remember was obviously the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake one, but I'm not crazy about their music either. Yeah. And I'm going to say something controversial here. Prince is like, everybody's talking about him today. It's like, that's the best halftime show ever. It was phenomenal. He got to sing purple rain in the rain. I'm not a huge Prince fan. Yeah. It was kind of boring. I remember watching it as a kid. It was just like, dude, cool guitar. This is weird. Like, okay. That's the last night. I was head bobbing and dancing in my seat at Gasano's the whole time. Like, I, a slice of pizza and beer. Oh, mm. So I know that a Mom couple weeks ago when we were going to, to the Senior Bowl, we had that really long drive home afterwards. And as we got closer to home, you and Matt were both talking about how, like, after a long trip like this, I just can't go to sleep. And I'm sitting in the back seat thinking, I'm going to be asleep in five minutes. <laughs> after watching a big game like that, I can't sleep. I could not sleep last night. Yeah, I, w- I was not asleep till 3 a.m. It was <laughs> rough waking up. So I watched the halftime performance again. Really? Yeah, where I could hear it and <laughs> see it better. Yeah, there were some things that I missed. Uh, we both thought we saw Mary J. Blige die last night. No one was talking about that for yeah. a while. And then she, like, reappears at the end. Thank God, because <laughs> she collapsed. Oh, yeah, I mean, you guys were just making comments like, man, she's kind of old to be, like, doing all this. She's going to give herself, like, a heart attack. And all of a sudden, it's like, boom, she's laying flat on her back, and it's like, uh, is this supposed to be the camera angle, or is that more of, like, a, hey. At what point do we check on her? (laughs) Is she breathing? (laughs) Yeah, and then Eminem uh, was fantastic. I didn't piece it together last night. Maybe it was because we were with a group, and we were drinking a little bit, but that he kneeled. I didn't put it together with the Colin Kaepernick stuff. I was like, why is he taking a knee? I didn't even know he kneeled at all. Yeah. And that was, I think, a part of it that was kind of almost overlooked, too. And there were a couple rumors that the NFL told him not to do it. But they like, of released the a statement. Did. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. They released a statement like, no, we didn't We didn't try to stop him. Like, okay. Did you, though? <laughs> I don't. I also don't know why he would even ask about it. Like, I don't know. I think that's one of those things I, where he would just probably do it on his own, too. I saw some tweets about it that they noticed it during rehearsals that he kept doing uh, it. And that allegedly the NFL was like, hey, don't really want you to do that. 
but it's imminent. Like, Jeez, I bet there was. I bet the NFL, I bet there was a representative for the NFL that was like, "Hey, like this kind of unnecessary. Like, we've probably moved past this." Da da da. And then that comes out, and then the actual NFL is like, uh, "No, we did not." Who said it? Yeah, right. Yeah, but it is. It's we, also like the, they did. Now yeah, they are I no longer part of the weed. Technically, tell him not to. But I was like, hey, maybe we should. Yeah, like, yeah. That's telling him not to do it. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, Evan McPherson makes a little bit of news too because he stayed out there for the halftime I show. Freaking love that. Do you? Yes. Like I know that he's the kicker, but can you imagine any other player doing this other than the long snapper and punter? I would as a freaking whole. Like, what are you learning in the halftime? At yeah. halftime. Like, you're going to get your initial 10 minutes of, like, okay, this is what we've seen, what we're going to do here, some, you know, altercations we're going to make, moving adjustments we're going to make going yeah. into the next Hey, half. Evan, if you get in there, we still need you to make those field yeah. goals, okay? And like, but as, even as a player or whatnot, it's like, okay, cool, I'm rested up here. I'm going to go watch fucking Snoop Dogg do his thing. Yep. I do wonder what the reaction was in the locker room. Like, immediately, they... The punter and the long snapper were probably like, oh, shit, where is he? Did he really stay out there? Yeah. No one else probably knew. But I do wonder about some of the receptions of other people in the locker room. They're like, you really? You didn't come in? Like, this is the Super Bowl, and you didn't even come into the locker room with us? Hell no. I'm a rookie, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens with him. I thought it was fantastic, though. And I even made the joke last night of like, oh, I'm going to immediately go to Facebook and see all the people that are upset about this halftime performance, there were some on really? Facebook that were were very upset. Uh, yeah, like this trash halftime show. Like, can't even believe it. Uh, I saw one person even on Twitter that was like, it, it was like a super conservative politician. It was like Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, and somebody else would have done a much better job. It's like, eh, but they wouldn't because, like, honestly, that Kid Rock's got like three songs. Yeah, and, and that one's a great. duet. <laughs> And, you know, for me, I'm a parent as well. It wasn't a surprise who was playing in the halftime show. Everybody knew. Even if you're a casual fan of football or the NFL, you knew who the halftime show was. So if you're, like, against that kind of music, and I don't know why you really would be, don't let your kids watch it. Send them to the other room. They just want to get pissed off about it. Right? You just want to be mad online. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the worst people in the world. (laughs) Regardless, like uh, regardless, my opinion. We don't care. You're from a town of 700 people. Shut up. Even uh, you know uh, the Shakira J Lo halftime. We were traveling for the Super Bowl. We come back home and like everybody's upset about it. It's like, what do you think they were gonna do? Oh my god, I can't believe they shook their asses like that. Well, just because you can't doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to. Listen, Linda, that's enough. (laughs) And like, follow J Lo's career in Shakira. You probably know who they are. They usually pick pretty popular people in the halftime show. Did you think they weren't going to show their asses? <laughs> that and the, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> God, I still think that's hilarious. Right. Or like the Katy Perry was before. That was another memorable one. I think Did that, you think she wasn't going to come out in like a brawl with fake whipped cream Shooting whipped or cream or whatever out of it? Yeah. Now, I will be honest. I think that one was maybe a little unnecessary. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done that but one. But again, if you're a parent, do your research. And be like, wait, who's performing in the halftime show? If I'm going to be super upset about it, maybe I should look into it first. Katy Perry, very hot. Also very, very hot. weird. No, yeah. I shouldn't even say, just different. Uh-huh. Her, like, I don't know, entertainment art or whatever you want to fucking call it is a little different. Yeah. And then, you know, another popular thing with the Super Bowl is the commercials. Uh, but I will say, last night, us going to a bar, which I did like, 
because again, there was no stress of like, oh, what do I have to bring? And what do I have to take back home with me? Should I stay and help clean up? It was everything was taken care of right mm-hmm. there. It was fantastic. But it was very hard to hear the commercials and some of the commentary. So even this year for like the commercials, there was only one that like really stuck out for me. And it was the QR code that was floating like the little square in the office that it hits the corner. That's like the only commercial I remember. I don't remember that at all. I I remember the, the QR code in it floating around where it like bounces around like the DVD mm-hmm. symbol. I only remember it because of the office. I don't know what it was an ad for. What do you mean by for the office? The television show, The Office. Yeah. When they're sitting in the meeting and there's a TV behind my Oh, room. and they're waiting for it to hit the corner. And they're waiting oh, okay, for it to yeah, hit yeah. the corner. They I just did, did that. that as a kid by myself all the time. Like I would <laughs> wait for it. I'd be like, fuck. Uh-huh. My yeah. mom would be trying to have a conversation with me about how I need to clean my room, and I'd be like, damn, okay, yeah, I'll clean up my room. And there's that, that one time where it gets really close, and you're like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't happen. Yep. So I thought that was good, but at the same time, I don't know if I was actually supposed to scan the QR code because I have no idea what that was about. It's a good effort. It, I mean, it's one of those things where we're sitting here talking about it. So it did its job. Yep. Now we're going to have to go figure it out. We're probably going to search yeah. QR code dancing on screen. Yeah. What was it for? I could be like, boom, here's all this information. I did think with a lot of the commercials last night, and I don't know if it was because it was in L.A., there were just so many stars everywhere. Yeah, like, it's you like couldn't that was see a commercial version. without just it being a normal commercial for mm-hmm. a brand. You had to include like some type of celebrity, Yeah, it's which like, I get, but like, come on. It's like these advertising groups just settle on something and decide like, hey, yeah, this year the theme of the Super Bowl commercials is – just get big stars to be in your commercial. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like we've just reached that influence era where it's almost become too much. Like, let's just learn what your brand is and what the target audience is for and then go right. from there. Like, I don't want Zendaya talking about a fucking crypto where she's probably not even invested or interested into it. Or you'll get like a car commercial and you can't even tell that it's a car commercial until the very end when they're like, Toyota mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like, you got Shaq squeezing his big ass into it, and you're like, he's definitely not driving this car. Yeah, that's not a real Kia that he's putting himself in. Yeah. I've been in a Kia, a couple of them. Shaq's not fitting in one. I also wish brands would pick people that actually like their brand and use their brand. Yeah, like Mint Mobile with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. A little different. He owns it. <laughs> For sure. The other thing, too, with it, though, is uh, – What's the comedian? His name's like Chris D'Elia or something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just – I just saw a TikTok uh, last night of him being on someone's podcast, and he's sponsored by Sprite, and he straight up told them, he's like, I hate your fucking product. Like, I do not like Sprite at all. And they're like, we don't care. No one else has made it in L.A. twice. Like, where you make it, you get canceled, and then you come back and make it again. Like, you've revamped your name or whatever. And they're like, you could be one of the first people to do that, just wear our coat on podcasts and whatnot. And he's like, okay, but if someone asks me about Sprite, I'm going to tell them your product sucks. <laughs> and he's like, if you're Sprite, why are you paying him? I hate that guy. Like, go pick somebody else that's like, I actually love Sprite. It'd be like us. Yes, when we're hungover, I want to I have one sitting Sprite. on my desk right now. I, I am I actually I'm a big Sprite guy. I like Sprite. I've always <laughs> drank Sprite. Uh-huh. Yeah, but if Sprite came to me. Or, you know what, I think people pretty much know my beer allegiance. Bud Light's not my favorite beer. But if they came to me and they said, hey, we're going to pay you any amount of money, yeah. to just be like, 
say good things about Bud Light. I'm doing it. If Sprite was like, hey, we want to help sponsor the podcast, I'd be like, cool. What do you want me to do? Yeah. I will so wear a Pepper. Sprite suit for <laughs> yeah. a week. That Chris D'Elia guy, though, I don't know why he's making a comeback. I'm not a cancel culture guy. I'll give almost anyone benefit of the doubt. Not that dude, though. It does suck that he is just a piece of shit off stage because I do think his stand-ups were fucking hilarious. I do, too. I think he's God, funny. I thought they were fan. He was starting to become my favorite comedian to where I had been watching him for a while before he got real famous, and I was like, boom, here's his Netflix specials. And I was like, let's go. I finally have someone that I like. That's he's a- starting to do movies, too, or yes. series. He was in you. And now it's just like, great. You're a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. See and that's where I I don't consume his content. Or if I do like stumble across a TikTok video, I'm watching it, but I'm like, fuck this guy. I hate oh, this 100%. Guy. That's how it was last night. And then it was just the whole fact that he's just, I fucking can't stand Sprite. And he legitimately does that on the podcast. He looks into Sprite and he's like, Sprite fucking sucks. Yeah. Sprite, listen, like, listen, honey. I love you. Maybe Take it's a care joke. Of you. you know, he's a comedian, so maybe that's like... Part of it is like I'm gonna shit on all these products. No, he actually. was dead serious. Yeah. Here's the th- other. Th- you know what? Actually, Sprite. I'm gonna play hard to get. Psh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to you anyways. That's a good initial offer. Why don't you double it and come yeah, back? Yeah. Whatever. Um, and also, news outside of the Super Bowl last night is this Kyler Murray stuff continues to come out, and it it feels more real and real every day to where the team. The, and I say the team. I don't mean like the front office. I, I think it's like coming from players on the team that are really concerned with his immaturity and his lack of leadership. I think those have been very obvious. We <laughs> talked about it a couple of weeks ago uh, when Russell Wilson was doing the Manning telecast. And, you know, the Cardinals were the team playing and they were down. And Russell Wilson was talking about, like, if this is me in this situation, I'm up off the bench I'm rallying the guys around. I'm telling them, you know, there's still enough time. All that stuff, which might not mean that much, but that is the leadership role. And then within the telecast, they pan to Kyler Murray, who's sitting alone on the bench, not doing anything. Or, you know, the bad body language at the end of the games. It's like he's pouting. Yeah, I do think that's really important. You might be able to get away with that stuff if you're like the running back on the team or at the tight end. Not at the quarterback position. There's a reason why it's the most important. And so I, I am kind of buying into it. At first, I, you know, last week I was looking at it, and it's like, oh, you scrubbed your Instagram, whatever. Like the Cardinals team page did the same thing mm-hmm. and took all their pictures down. So I was like, yeah, this is kind of just nonsense. This is bullshit. Uh, but then there are reports of like Cliff Kingsbury self-scouting to see what he can do better for Kyler Murray. That You know, there's a contract due. Uh, he could resign now. So I, I am buying into this a little bit. Also, I don't like Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, I was buying into it last year because I was like, this is actually kind of toxic. Uh-huh. It Like, where he's scrubbing everything off the page, and the Cardinals are like, you're actually the only thing on our page. Yeah. Where it's like, you you're everything go, in my life. I can move on without you. That's for me, not I go back to some of the other stuff that he did before he was drafted. Uh, there was a reason why he was drafted in baseball and drafted so high. I think there was probably a little bit of a commitment there to like, hey, we know you were a five-star recruit in football, but you're going to play baseball if we draft you, correct? I'm sure that he was committed to that and said yes. And then kind of changed and obviously was the number one pick in the NFL draft. I don't fault him too much for that one. Play the sport you love. But it is kind of shady. And then, you know, like the Dan Patrick interview when 
he wouldn't commit to football or baseball and was just super awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of reports about uh, him in the offseason not working too hard. Now there's immaturity, lack of leadership. There's a lot going on with Kyler Murray, and it, it kind of sucks, especially if you're the Cardinals. You've done a very good job of rebuilding this franchise, but I don't know that it's going to take that next step forward. Yeah, and I'm glad a lot of other people are kind of starting to pick up on that because I feel like that's something I was saying a couple of weeks ago. Was like, I don't think this is a guy that you can go win a Super Bowl with if you're the Cardinals because there are so many question marks in terms of now the leadership, but before, in my mind, or what I had said, was just in terms of injury. Like, can this guy stay healthy an entire season? Can he stay consistent for an entire year without crumbling or trying to do too much or play hero ball or just because DeAndre Hopkins is there? Now it's the fact that you got other teammates going, Ashley, we don't like his leadership style. He's not a very good leader. He's kind of immature, can't stay level, can't stay consistent. Well, uh, the moment those start coming out, you're done, dude. You're done. And uh, thanks to our guy, Brooks Gwynn, who listens to the show all the time. If you're in the calling app with us, too, you can see him there. He does a phenomenal job of sending us tweets and, like, literally researching and being like, here, this is information that you guys are talking about. We were talking about the QR code. Um, it was Coinbase. It was for Coinbase. And they spent $14 million for a QR code to bounce around for 60 seconds during the Super Bowl. But it worked. Their app went from 186th in the App Store to second overnight. That is a huge jump. And like that's where you look at the Super Bowl and you're like, yeah, you're getting eyes on products that people probably were not familiar with. And like you said earlier, I don't, I don't follow crypto stuff. I don't know about Coinbase. But now here I am, Monday morning, we're talking about it, which in turn is more advertisement. So when you spend money on a Super Bowl ad – you're also getting it talked about on Monday mornings yeah. and probably Tuesday, too, because it's going to be a little bit of a slow week. So absolutely incredible what they were able to do. Also, a lot of the movies last night, uh, like Jurassic Park, I had no idea there was going to be another one of those. That looked pretty damn good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Matt's daughter was even asked, like, I don't understand why you spend so much money on a commercial. You're probably not getting it back. <laughs> Coinbase didn't. <laughs> yeah, boy, did they. And, like, Coinbase that's the thing, too, with Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, that's huge. I don't think if they did show the commercial, I didn't see it. The new Batman movie, The Batman, comes mm-hmm. out in like three weeks in March. Nothing. That's true. Now, you should have been all, you should have been like fucking The Batman and but The guess Super what? Bowl. Marvel, once again, does a better job than DC. I'm not a big comic yeah, book I mean, guy. even their freaking Doctor Strange multiverse movie thing that's coming out. It's uh-huh. like, saw a commercial for that and was like, that actually looks pretty good. Right. Oh, Moon Knight, too, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> saw that commercial. Uh, and one more uh, non-Super Bowl-related thing that I saw last night that I want to talk about before we get to our Matchmaker Monday is the tweet that I saw last night. That it, This is what it says. It's quoting it. My favorite Sean McVay story is yes. the one time two reporters got into a drunken fist fight outside of a chain restaurant at the then Redskins training camp because Sean McVay was hooking up with both of them, and neither knew it. I I hear some NFL stories. I've never heard this one. I haven't either, and I want to hear the whole story. Because I, I saw this tweet last night and wanted to send it to you, but it was about 11.30, and I was like, eh, maybe he's already asleep. I scrolled down and saw that you had already retweeted about an hour ago <laughs> and had given your full thoughts, on. I was like, yes, I love this. The reporters that are like – kind of rumored to be amongst this is one that's pretty high up now with ESPN and it's like 
Oof. And one that used to be pretty high up. Yeah. I did some digging too. Um, one of the names is Brit. One of them is Diana. Yep. You figured out the rest, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want. I don't want. I'm not pissing those. I'm people not trying off. to get my own ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, hats off to Sean McVay. <laughs> yeah. Props, brother. <laughs> but it is, it is crazy that that would happen. But I. No one talks about this Sean McVay story. We're always like, oh, who coached under Sean McVay? Who dated Sean McVay? Maybe there's, you know, a step ladder there. It was under Sean McVay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's get to some of our matchmaker Monday stuff, though. Uh, but first, let's mention our great sponsors. Club 609, home to the best happy hour in the world. It runs from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours. Today is Valentine's Day, though. I Actually, I kind of forgot about that. Maybe don't try to go to Club 609 tonight unless you have a reservation. You forgot today was Valentine's Day? I did. Crap. Yes yeah. and no. Well, I, I'm a single I got man. You some chocolates and flowers in the car, but <laughs> I have two daughters, though, and I this is like an important holiday for them. So mm. I kind of forgot, but at the same time, I knew like I, I'm going to pick them up from school today and I'm going to get them probably not flowers because they're amazing children who are rational thinkers that are like, why buy something that's going to die? So I'll get them like a card and some candy and stuff like that. But also, fellas, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. If you're hearing this now, you fucked up. <laughs> also, run to Walmart, run to all, run to somewhere and get like $5 flowers and a nice card and their favorite wine and chocolate strawberries, and you're solid. And just act like your day was super busy. Maybe. Or take them You don't have to tell them where the flowers Take the flowers out of the package. That's a thing. And my, here, a little tell the truth Monday, I guess. My relationship would get flowers every Friday. Boom. Every Friday? Every Friday. Fuck that. Hey. Di- yeah, it didn't fucking pay off. <laughs> let me tell you that. Fucking, mm, whatever. But yeah, every Friday after work, I'd run to High V. I'd get flowers mm-hmm. for five bucks, but I'd take them out of the package and put them in a vase. When she came home, they were boom, sitting there. But it was a situation of like, don't have to spend a shit ton of money on them. You just get little no. wildfires. You should you take, support, them out of, take them out of the package. They can't tell they're cheap. That's support your local businesses. Yeah. However, I don't know why flowers are so expensive at a flower shop when I can go to Walmart and buy them for five bucks. Yeah. Maybe um, this is a guy problem. I don't think that it is, but like I see those flowers. And I'm like, yeah, this costs me $12. If you go to a flower shop and you buy like roses and shit, it's like $60. Yep. Sorry. Roses are, roses are kind of overdone. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets roses. I like to, to solidify that early on in relationships. And be, I try to even steer it the other way of like, hey, like, you know that these things are just going to die. Like they're not, not that important. <laughs> like I get it. The initial like, oh, my God, he got me flowers is cool. But wouldn't you rather have like a box of chocolates and no flowers? And then they're going to be like, oh, why not both? Like, Again, ah. I should probably mention I am divorced and single. <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of a picky person. Uh, but next up, Downtown Loop. Yeah, yeah, let's go there. Downtown, <laughs> my bad. Uh, downtown Loop, be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off 1st and Main Street. Uh, they specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownloop.com for the full list of services. Again, that is downtownloop.com. Even if you're not in the area, just go check out the website. Look at it. It's kind of new. Mark's very proud of it. Talks about it every time I see him. It is doing good. So we do like to think a big part of that is you guys listening and going to check it out when we ask you to. So once again, appreciate that, downtownloop.com. 
Oilchange.com. Also, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. You will literally need to get your oil changed and your tire serviced. If you're in the Joplin surrounding area, go to Downtown Lube and get that done. I think also for our, our gentlemen listeners, maybe even some of our lady listeners, you might just want to call up Downtown Lube and be like, Mark, how do you do it, buddy? How do you get all the ladies? Today would be the, the day to call, and that is the man to call. I mean, I wonder sure. what his situation is right now, because last time I talked to him, he was in a little bit of a predicament, kind of like Sean McVay here with the old double dose of a fight outside. Everybody the wants Mark. Uh, we appreciate him and his great sense of humor to even sponsor this show and to let us talk about him. But I, we are going to play a little bit of Matchmaker Monday on this amazing holiday, Valentine's Day. And my first Matchmaker Monday is beer and golf. Because this weekend we saw the, what is it, the waste management mm-hmm. tournament, whatever it is. Tell you, I'd vaguely heard about it before. Uh, but the celebrations that came with not just one hole-in-one, two of them, I believe. Mm-hmm. And even if they weren't hole-in-ones, the way that these fans are reacting to golf, it's good for the game. Yeah, And I, I love it. I do feel like there are some people that are like, ah, oh, it kind of takes away – from like the etiquette of it, mm-hmm. sometimes golf is a little. There's too much etiquette with the game of golf at times. Yep. The, it, it's fun to go out there, drink some beers, and just slice the shit out of every ball off the drive. Yeah, you want to, you know, go out to your local country club and play with like that good old school etiquette. That's fine. Mm-hmm. This is a TV show, though. This is an <laughs> entertainment business that they yeah. have, and they need more of that on TV. I just, I loved it the fact that everyone gets to celebrate being the moment. Like even the players this time around are like. Hell yeah. Like, let's go have some fun. Uh-huh. I did. I like it. And I, I believe, again, I'm not the biggest of golf guys. If you hit a hole-in-one, you're supposed to pay for the next round at the clubhouse. Isn't that the rule? If you make the hole-in-one? If you make the hole-in-one, you're supposed to buy everybody drinks. Well, thank God I don't ever have to worry about that. And I don't know if that played into the whole, like, everybody throws their drink, like, oh, we're getting a new one type thing. Surely you're not actually buying all those fans. That actually kind of makes sense. Around, but I, I thought that was probably what played into it. But I, I, it had us talking about golf. It's Super Bowl weekend, and I was consuming golf content because of it. And apparently the waste management is just a huge party as well. <laughs> yeah. I think I that it is the one tournament of the year where everyone gets to be rowdy and loud and but even talk. Like at, and... Yeah, the fans that were in the stands is a lot of young people. And golf needs to do something to get those guys involved. Boy, it's doing it. It's doing it better than baseball. Yeah. yeah Baseball's I mean, like, I actually, I saw someone tweet last night. I was like, oh, now it's baseball and, like, racing season. And I was like, honey, it ain't baseball yeah. season. <laughs> I almost tweeted it last night, too, because usually after the Super Bowl, you'll see a lot of people tweet out, like, oh, it's baseball season now. Yeah. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today. Was it today that they were supposed yeah, to? Yeah, usually it's like right after the Super Bowl they're supposed to report. It ain't happening. Damn. It's not looking good either. I think it's going to be like March, April. Uh, I did see something last week where it was like MLB came back. was like, we don't want to pay minor leaguers because of them getting to play for free. Yeah. It's like uh, they get the skills, so it's like you're welcome. Right. Great, I'm glad I get to learn how to live off no fucking money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy. That's Happy some to be Department here. of Education bullshit. Of like, yeah, you can come get this training. Like, we're not going to pay you for it, but like, come yeah. get trained. Shit, <laughs> that's not the way it works. It is. It's absolutely ridiculous what's happening. It, it's gotten to the point now to where it honestly it kind of depresses me to even read about anything baseball related because it's never. It's 
it has not been good news ever. I mean, that's my that's been my whole thing with baseball as a kid too. It's like even up to now, it's like I never really got into baseball because there's always something going on, type, type of scandal or just mm-hmm. people being douchebags. Uh, my first matchmaker Monday though is going to be the NFL in Grassfield. That's something I would love to see everyone go back to. I'm sick and tired of seeing the turf fields and people getting injured, and it's like, actually, we're injured because of the playing surface. It's yeah. way too hard. There's not enough give. We are moving very fast. We are very heavy individuals. We're getting slammed into this. Concussions are through the roof, Achilles injuries, ACLs, all that. Non-contact injuries, it's too much. Right. You talk about the Raiders and, like, oh, this field looks rough. It's because it's a real freaking field. Like, that's real grass. Right. That's what a field is supposed to look like after a game. So if you have to get one of those stadiums where you bring in a new field or whatnot, Like Arizona. I'm so sick and tired of, like, oh, we get to turn this. This is now a venue where we can hold concerts. Hold the concert, like, I don't know, put a platform above the grass that goes all the way over so you don't have to worry about it getting tore up. Like, that to me is just ridiculous. That is, like, we care about player safety. Then take care of them. Yeah, and we talked about it a, a little bit earlier, too, to where it is. It's a talking point today of, like, even the Odell Beckham injury, uh, Cooper Cup taking a hard shot there at the end of the game that he didn't go into concussion protocol. Okay. Does uh, he remember the game-winning catch? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Does he know he wants to MVP? <laughs> <laughs> right. They probably had him watch the replay, and they're like, hey, this people are going to ask you. So, Dude, look what you did. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> when? Is that today? <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm yes, so good. Yes, Coop, it is. It is today. You did I can take good. a nap right now. Cooper, catch the ball. Do good. <laughs> now go talk. Uh, but I, I do like, even just playing on a grass field, it, it seems a little better. Yeah. But I do think that a lot of people in the NFL, they say those fields are easier to take care of. Uh, I've seen, like lawn and garden guy i've seen a lot of people say that that's actually not true because you have to come through every once in a while and put those pellets down you're repainting it constantly yeah and you're taking paint off of it all the time as well uh, to where grass fields are actually cheaper to do even if you ha- do have to mow it all the time or seed it and everything like that i i do like a grass field yeah but that could be the lawn uh, lawnmower guy and me I just think that's the Midwest in general. We just love the grass. I think so, too. Grew up playing on it. Uh, a couple other things that I saw. This isn't really a matchmaker Monday, uh, but it is something that I wanted to talk about. Last night, Mike Greenberg, Greeny from ESPN, tweeted out a picture, and it was him eating bone-in wings with a knife and fork. And at first, I saw it, and I was like, oh, you can't do that. But then I thought, why not? Why can't he do it? Yeah. And I knew he was going to get roasted on the internet. Why Why can't we eat things with a knife and fork? Like, oh, God, you're not messy. So, like, Matchmaker Monday, allowing people to eat things the way that they want to. I mean, that's like Tell a- the Truth Monday. Last night we had a cake, and you couldn't get to the forks. And I was like, think you're going to have to eat it with your hands. I did. Oh, well. <laughs> I did for a little and bit. Did it affect me at all? No. I was sitting right next to you. I wasn't bothered by it. wasn't grossed out. Or the, even the fact that with, you know, Mike Greenberg – he was eating something that is incredibly messy in a clean manner, and people are trying to roast him for it. Just like let people eat. Food you want him to wear this like five hundred dollars shirt that he's probably got on? And be like, oh, let me <laughs> drop this saucy nug on my shirt. Oh, my hands are dirty. Let me just wipe it on this. Like, yeah, calm down. Like with pizza, I had a buddy in elementary school where I saw eat a slice of pizza with a fork. And I was like, dude, what a loser! You eat pizza, just pick it up and eat it like a man. I'll tell you right now, when I go eat pizza now and it's burning hot, oh, I'm. I'll use a fork. I'll fork I'm a the shit out of that pizza. For pizza. It's yeah, not, that's a great idea. If it's incredibly hot, it's 
I'm not eating it with my hands. Or some places it's so greasy. Yeah. It's like, I picked this up. This grease is going everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I let people eat food the way they want to eat food. I know we had pizza last night, but pizza sounds good for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it sounds good. Uh, you have another matchmaker Monday. Yes, my next one, or my last one here is Lamar Jackson and Antonio Brown. They were seen together last night, I guess, at the Super Bowl, where there was Antonio Brown posted a picture of them together. If I I'm saw the, Antonio Brown with uh, Kanye as well. Yeah, which, by the way, Kanye, I don't, I don't understand the whole wearing something that covers your entire face. Yeah. It's I saw Kim Kardashian do it like a month and a half ago, and it's just like, dude, like you guys are just, I don't know, maybe uh-huh. made for each other. You're freaking weird. But, anywho, Lamar Jackson and Tony Brown. I don't know if this is necessarily Matchmaker Monday, but if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, this is a match that I do not want to happen. <laughs> yeah, this sure. is when I look at Lamar and go, hey, like I don't want to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> Stay away from uh-huh. this guy. I'm not telling you who you can be friends with, but not him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm telling Hollywood, too, like, hey, he's not coming here. He's not going to be a part of this organization and this team. So don't even ask. He can go, you know, to Cleveland. He can go to Cincinnati, and we can watch those locker rooms get torn to shreds. Yeah, it's not would, happening here. I would keep him very far away from Lamar Jackson if I'm the Ravens. I just I don't need those distractions. I know he's a good receiver, but you can find good receivers that are not the head case Antonio Brown. And some people might be like, oh, what? So Lamar Jackson isn't like mentally strong enough to like, take care of himself or handle himself in this situation? That's not it. It's the fact that Antonio Brown is not. It's not that I don't trust Lamar. It's well, like it I feel like a, a parent right here. It's not that I don't trust you, Lamar. Yeah. It's that I don't trust your friends. Because if he does something stupid, you're guilty by association, and now your name's tied into it, whether you even knew this was something that was going to happen. Yeah, and there's a lot of off-field stuff with Antonio Brown that people forget. It wasn't just the fact that he left mid-game. Mm-hmm. I mean – just about anybody just, who's worked for him. This guy's a piece of garbage. Yeah, has filed a lawsuit against him for numerous different things. So I agree with you there. I would keep him very far away. And maybe it was just, you know, like a, a photo op where it's like, oh, hey, we ran into each other. Let's grab a quick picture. Yeah. But Antonio Brown has said that he wants to play with Lamar. I would shut that down immediately if I'm John Harbaugh. Yep. And like, no, I'm sorry, we're not doing it. Uh, another thing that came up last night that I want to talk about before we end the show, which is a super long one today, is uh, Snoop Dogg obviously being at the Super Bowl. Snoop is famous for just smoking weed all the time. I think that he's <laughs> one of the most popular guys there. But I, I did tweet it out. If you could smoke weed with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be? I would put Snoop in my top three. And I think a lot of people would maybe even just by default. But for me, my, my top three, I am putting Snoop Dogg in there. I would love to. I just, yeah. I'm old enough to remember, again, back in my day, Snoop used to be an angry rapper. He wasn't this lovable, like, oh, I smoke weed character. He He's like been to jail. He's been tried for murder before. <laughs> I remember a different Snoop when I was growing up. But now it's like, yeah, I want to hear those stories. I want to get ripped out of my mind with you. Uh, <laughs> the next person on my list is uh, Bob Marley. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I have just started to dabble into the marijuana more yeah. and more this year. I cannot wait until it is nice enough outside to light a fire in my backyard, sit around, listen to Bob Marley, and get blazed out of my mind. <laughs> like, forget the ability to walk high, which has only happened to me one other time in my life. But I'm telling you, it is going to happen. 
And it is going to happen this spring. This spring, huh? Please invite me. (laughs) I would also like to get blazed out of my mind. That would be, oh, that's going to be fun. You've got a decent, like, backyard, too. So that would be. a nice little setup for it, too. Uh, So Bob Marley will be playing when that happens. And he is is up there for me. My third one, though, I, I need this to happen. And it's likely. It is my mother. I would love to smoke weed with my mom. She... I don't know how much I can say. She has before. <laughs> she used to, but she won't uh, because it's illegal. Ooh, yeah. Born mom won't do it. It's illegal. I would love to, though. I, I would love to hear all the stories that she has. I, I would love to just hear her cracking up about everything. My mom makes my list. That's actually a really good list. I saw yours and was just like, eh, it was mine. Snoop is clearly on the list. I just think. That would be a blast. I'm also thinking like about this in terms of, like if I were to do this, you're probably included with it. Like just we'll be doing it all together. This spring. Yeah, and I think it would Coming be a blast. Coming to a backyard near you. Fucking Snoop Dogg comes to your house and your mom. Blazed up like, tour with Mike Let's Dubb. go. <laughs> <laughs> you might have something there. We don't, even, we don't even take it to like tailgates or anything like that. We come to your backyard. That'd be a get blast. ripped out of our mind. You and your Sprite, buddies. where you at? Let's sponsor this. <laughs> right. <laughs> we watch, I want you back, baby. Uh, so for me, it would be uh, Snoop. And then Burt Kaiser is another one that I think would be yeah. hilarious. Just he's, to hear his other stories and stuff that he's like, I actually can't say this one on the microphone because it's right. that messed up. I, I feel like he's got several of those. Yeah, I wonder how many of those he does have because he's so open. He's a great comedian too. And even like I like his stand-up a lot. I think he's mm-hmm. very good at it. I like his podcast format more because it is like he's going to get into some random thing that just came to his head. Like, oh, yeah, actually, one time I did this. And then people are like, wait, you did what? Or he had that Netflix special to where he had like people come to his like secluded like little cabin or whatever. And it was wild. He is he is a hilarious guy. I would definitely love to smoke weed with him too. Like, I first came across him because of that Russian story. And it was like, that's hysterical. Also, World War Three might be taking place sometime this week. So, like, love you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> they might be good. <laughs> Did you name your last one? Uh, and my last one would be my grandpa. Uh, if you know me personally and you know my family, you know my grandpa was big into the drugs in his younger days. I'm not I'm not saying nothing that he hasn't already said or admitted right. himself. Homeboy was, was into well, it deep. Here's something that people probably don't know about us. Is that your grandpa is my uncle? We are actually cousins it, through your marriage because of my <laughs> yeah. grandma. Yeah, through some yeah backdoor channels. <laughs> is there blood there? No. Could I marry your sister? Yes, I could. But your grandpa is. Tell me you won't. Tell me you won't, brother. <laughs> Awkward pause. Great. I'm not, now we're Arkansas. I'm not going out of my way. To like marry your sister, but if she stumbled across my path, she's engaged. It's fine. Don't I don't even know why I'm concerned about it. It's whatever. <laughs> but yeah. my grandpa, even growing up, he's like, man, like if they legalize that, he's like, I would sit on my front porch and smoke a doobie every day. I'd be like, are you serious? Like for real? And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like that'd be amazing. He's like that and some Gardettos. I'm just set. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude. And so just thinking back, like a couple Christmases ago. um, we were my sister and her fiance. Now uh, we're drinking some liquor. We had a good mixture, and he wanted to try it, and he liked it. And so we just start drinking it. And then 
Next thing we know, we're like, I'm like, man, I'm kind of feeling it. And I look over, and my grandpa is sloth. <laughs> and he's, like, leaning over at me, leaning over on me. He's like, he hits me on the arm, and I look down at him. He looks up at me. He's like, hey, I'm tatered. <laughs> I tatered? Tatered. He's like, I'm freaking tatered, Austin. And I fucking <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, TBD, coming to a backyard near <laughs> you. Uh, only in the states where it's legal. Yeah, Colorado. We're we're taking the trip. I still can't believe how many states it's illegal in. I just don't get why it still is. Like Missouri, don't use it for paper. Just use it for fun. Still one. I don't stop. Stop being so stuck up and so old. It's like uh, old golf fans or old baseball fans. Like, yeah, it's a new age. Hey, just relax. Take a nap. Smoke weed. <laughs> smoke weed. You'll feel better about it. Uh, all right, that's it for us today. A very long episode, about an hour and a half-ish. Uh, but we do thank you guys for joining us today, making us part of your Monday. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow, not Valentine's Day. Remember to go check out some of our great sponsors. It's probably too late to go to Roper Kia and buy your loved one a car today. But if you do, you can mention us here at Mic'd Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Definitely go check them out and like i said before uh, we really appreciate you guys listening especially those of you that are joining um, almost every day right here in the call-in app the best place to get this show live every morning every weekday morning at 10 a.m and we will be back tomorrow in the call-in app right here at 10 a.m